This episode of the RMR Training Podcast is brought to you by Resolute Coffee. So if you've heard of Resolute Coffee and you've wanted to give it a try, but you're not sure where to start, I'm going to break it down for you. So if you like your coffee to be like a straightforward coffee taste, chocolatey, what you know traditionally as coffee, something clean and nice, what you're going to want to look for is the processing and it's going to be washed. Wash takes all of the fruit off of the bean, so you're left with just a straightforward coffee bean. And then you get those straightforward flavors. If that's what you're looking for, the Black Condor from Resolute is for you. If you want something a little bit more exotic, something a little bit more fruit forward, something a little bit more unexpected, something a little bit more of an adventure in your cup, then you want to look at that process. And natural is going to be probably the most fun type of cup. You're going to get a lot more fruit forward flavors. Natural leaves a lot of that fruit from the coffee on the bean. So when you get the, so when you make the actual coffee itself, you get some of those fruit flavors, the natural Ethiopian, that's the bomb here. If you want something, some sort of blend of both, there's a hybrid processing called a honey process, which leaves some of the fruit onto the coffee bean. So it's like a natural, like a half and half type of natural and washed processing. The Aponte honey or any honey processing is going to be awesome for you. Whichever one you go with, it's going to be top quality stuff. RR20 at checkout for 20% off. Or if you want to try them all, they have the you can join the Crush It Club and you get a variety of five bags and a mug. So check that out. Link down in the show notes. Welcome to the RMR Podcast with the real MVP, Matt Jacoby, and the pretty decent, solid, sometimes mediocre, Rich Ryan and Ryan Kent. <laughs> I just said what I was going to say. We give, you the we give you the job to do, and this you is what comes out. You give me the mic, and I'm going to hype myself up. I'm going to need to check. I need to have to check the script next time before we, before we let you do this <laughs> intro. Yeah, you better review that. Review that script. <laughs> Freaking hyped yourself up and just like... <laughs> Threw us under the bus. <laughs> the boys are out here. Just whatever. Hey, everybody. We haven't seen you in a minute. It's been the whole holiday. We didn't, yeah. We didn't... Have it you really hasn't holidays? been that long, though. It's We took a week off. It feels like it's been a while. I feel like I haven't it does, seen... It does. It feels like we haven't chatted in this way in quite some time. It's the winter time, which where oh. we all live, Kent and I in Colorado, Megan... Upstate New York, Central New York ish. Winter's a problem. Winter is just a freaking problem out here. Do you guys <clears throat> typically? I train better through the summer, so I'm better prepared in the fall races. Do you guys have certain patterns like that, or is it just a matter of like when the races are for you? No, I definitely always feel like I'm in my best fitness like September through November. <laughs> Meg, you? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if that's weather related. I don't know if that's weather related or if it's just when the important races are, usually, like in the fall. We're going to be in the spring this year. Yeah. High Rocks Rocks is now spring. Then it's been for the third year, fourth year in a row, right? Yeah. That's just part of the deal, though. It's part of, uh, like, there's very few parts of the country that you can get away with not dealing with some sort of 
crazy temperature drop or inclement weather like Texas, Florida, you know, like these very yeah. southern states, California. Um, California would be nice. Texas and Florida have it bad for the summer, though. It's like they almost true. can't do anything on the opposite end. But California might be it. Southern California, it's kind of temperate. It's hot like right now, sure. it'd be dry. It'd probably be like fall weather, like what we would experience here in the fall. Like that's what it's like right there in the or right over in Cali in the winter. Probably like high of like 58. It's like perfect. Yeah. I'd take that all day, especially with what I have right now. Which yeah, you is guys about, got dumped on, huh? How much I did got you get like, like a foot? Seven, eight inches. Still oh, coming dang. down though. And that's yeah. that's 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 not that light, fluffy, nice. Snow. No, this this stays now forever. Tracks Maybe. don't exist to me anymore until like April. Be sheer so, ice. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so that's I think the I think the hard part about being in the northeast is that we are very treadmill bound now for any type of really for the most part for any type of interval or compromised anything. And that just gets a little bit gets a little bit daunting sometimes. Let's talk let's, let's talk about the treadmill some because it is that time of year and I, and sometimes I'll get questions about like what's better, like how how to navigate what when it comes to the treadmill and really like the purpose for the treadmill when it could be positive or negative. And uh, Kent and I, we're, we're doing a lot on the assault treadmill, which is a complete, which just seems almost completely different. And Kent and I, we hit some miles okay. this morning, dude. We were out there. We did. I just we did. saw you. So nice. We, what'd we do? 12 and a half? 12 and a half. I, little, I, was, I, slum, I, I feel great because the pace was just slow as can be. So I'm feeling amazing. <laughs> You're the one. Look, I planned a little pit four mile pickup at the end, and you were like, "Let's just chill." Not even true. <clears throat> Not even true. But we had a good talk about like the the assault treadmill versus the regular treadmill, and uh, yeah, I just kind of would love to know your thoughts because, Meg, you do a lot of training on the treadmill, even yeah, when when there is the ability to run outside, like yeah. you run the treadmill a considerable amount. And it's mainly just because my setup's like not really ideal, like for being able to, you know, if you're doing any type of compromise work, it's like my gym is in a big parking lot with like traffic, like in the parking lot. Right. So it's, it's not, you know, it's not, just not conducive to me, like running in and out of a door, a double doorway through a parking lot, especially when you're really trying to hit a specific pace. It just, it just doesn't happen. If you're just like trying to get some effort in, then it's a different thing or I'll do I also live on a hill. So even if I do my compromise stuff at home in the summertime, it's like, it, it just has to become more about effort rather than about pacing because you're running up a hill and even running hard. I'm running like seven minutes, you know what I mean? So clearly not like actual race pace, but, um, so yeah, like in the winter for me, I'm like super treadmill bound, but at the same time, I mean, last year that's, I was on the treadmill all the time and then pop that 60 minutes in May. So, right. um, I wouldn't say it's really done me wrong. Um, I like the motorized treadmill from the perspective of, I can push my pacing, have it set. And it makes me like, I ref I refuse to touch it. Mm. E even if I'm suffering, I'll be like, don't you dare drop the pace or whatever. So from that perspective, I kind of like it because you can, 
really go beyond what you physically want to be doing, if that makes sense. But that's also the negative too, right? That like you set it to a pace and then you just go, but in a race scenario, you don't have that option to just like set it to a pace like you're in control. It's not hurting me, so. Obviously. No, for sure. (laughs) I I think think it's fine, but. I think in general, like that is a good distinction, right? Like if you're someone where pacing is an issue, if you're like new to the running, to your running journey, like then I think being outdoors or even on like an assault treadmill and there's, we'll we'll talk about that, how there's some nuance to that as well. But if you just don't know what running feels like more or less, I think it's better. But if you're dialed in with that and you just need to work on your energy systems and get fit, like the treadmill is money. The treadmill is money. Yeah. A lot of the pro, I I I agree with you. I agree with you. I think, I definitely think it comes down to we're so dialed into what we like, what paces should feel like. Like, we know, we know if if I'm running 540 right now and it feels terrible, like that should not feel terrible to me right now. So I think, I think uh, that's, that's a difference of experience with running, just period. And just also having done it for so long, I think we all know like what paces should feel like, especially and doing it compromised too, like how it should feel. So I actually have an opposite uh, experience on the treadmill or the way that I kind of approach it on a motorized. I'll set it, I'll be like, let me ease into this and I'll set it like a little slower than what I would typically do outside. And then I just like stay there. I'm like, this is fine. <laughs> I'm like, this feels right. Where you're the opposite. You're like, let me see what we got. And you put it there, you're yeah. like, can I, can I hang? I do the opposite. I'm like, so my treadmill intervals will sometimes be slower than what I'm doing outside. Um, and I'm not exactly, I think it is more just like seeing it and like setting mm-hmm. it. And then I was like, maybe I'll cut down as I go. But then sometimes I'm like, well, heart rate's fine. This all seems right. So mm-hmm. I kind of I kind of cut myself uh, a little short on 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 the treadmill. Like I don't, I feel like I don't get the full benefit like I would outdoors and it, it's a little bit of a crutch for me sometimes. So I got to be careful about that because I'm constantly mm-hmm. going and just using the treadmill over and over and over. Then I kind of lose the benefit of like the outdoor running. What do you normally set your incline at if you're on a motorized treadmill for like intervals? I just have it at like 0.5, which I think is what, most people say you should have it on 0.5, maybe 1%, but yeah, 0.5 to one. They usually say, yeah, That's usually not... I just keep mine at 0.5. There's a point on the treadmill where your foot hits the the belt and it moves for it. Right. So even like, it's never going to feel like real running. I think they do that for the same, the sake of like, Oh, the pacing will be, if it's one, like 1%, it's like, it's still different. You know, yeah. it's never, it's not going to feel like, when I have it at zero on a motorized, I feel like I'm running downhill. Just flying. Yeah. <laughs> I'll bump it up to two, like for a lot of like my interval work. You're used to going slow. Honestly. You're like, you know what? No, I'm still hitting paces. <laughs> Crank this thing up. I, I, used to be I, think... anti, I used to be big time anti-treadmill. Like I would do everything in the outdoors. I didn't care if it was cold, snowing, whatever. If I had a High rocks workout, I would haul all of my equipment to the track, shovel out what I needed to shovel. Like it that's how crazy I was. And I've as I've aged, I've slowly come around to to using the treadmill um 
when it's necessary. And now like I do all of my compromised like high rocks workouts on the assault runner. It just, it's so convenient to have. <clears throat> the only time I really try to get outside outdoors is when it's just like running specific workouts. If I have to do it on the treadmill, I will, but I like to be either at a track or on like, just like a, like a flat paved road or something. Cause that's like when you start like, it's like, I'm doing this outside no matter what, then there's factors that you can't control that are going to play yeah. into that. Right. Like Meg today, like you just can't do it outside. And if you did, no. if you just like, no, I'm doing it outside, like it would be a bad workout. Right. And then it's like, what, what are we trying to do here? Are you just trying to be tough? Like, is like the mental toughness piece so important to you that like you need to like get through like the, the discomfort or the adversity of whatever workout by going outside or do you actually want to get more fit? Right. right. It's like, then the treadmill is a really solid tool for that. Cause just like, like I said, Ken, it's just like peace of mind. Just like takes the stress away. Like looking mm -hmm. at the, yeah. like not needing to worry about the weather forecast, like whether it's too cold or too snowy and like that's stress. And that like adds to, that adds to like, it's the training. It's also mode. just, it's also just so much more time consuming, like going to a track and having to drag all your equipment and like unload it from the car and then like reload it back up. Like I do not have time. I just, I don't have time for that. Like I literally just like to show up. I got two hours. I know I can get everything done in that two hours from start to finish at the gym because everything's right there and I'll have to move anything. I don't even have to move it out. Like I can right? be in the middle of the workout and just grab my sandbag and go like, yeah. So I don't know for, for me, it's like half of it is just like life and busyness that it just, the convenience is too, too necessary for like everything I have going on in my like regular life too. Yeah. Kent, why would you do that? Oh, why would you, you go and shut I did. That's... I did that for pretty <laughs> much every pre -child, year. I bet. Every year until this year, I used to do that. Even when why? you had basin. Yeah. I would still haul all of my, until we moved oh, into wow. the spot that we're in right now, I would haul all of my stuff to the track. You, you, um, this is the first year with the treadmill as well. Yes. Yeah. Mm. So like, that makes your sense. Old, yeah. Cause at your old spot, you were, I would do it on around, a hill for like, sure. Yeah. But it was like, yeah, like 500 meters down, 500 meters up. Right. Like uh, Meg was talking about earlier with like mm -hmm. her spot. Yeah. Mine's, mine's a little bit like this, a little bit more gradual, but it's still like that for sure. So the pacing is, isn't the same, but the effort's kind of there. But like, why, why so dead set? Like I'm taking the ski erg. I like, the there's something about, um, just like the data that I get from, from being like on a track that I've just like, gives me confidence, you know, but, and, and yesterday I went, I had 10 by 800 yesterday and I woke up and there was no snow in the forecast, but I woke up and there were a few inches outside and I'm like, shit, like, I don't want to do 10 by 800 on the assault runner. Um, I want to go to the track because I want to compare this training block to like my previous training block. So I, I woke up, drove to the track. It's like 10 minutes away. I shoveled two loops. So I did 800 meters. I shoveled 
one hole 400, then another 400, and then I came behind it and swept a third <laughs> lap. So I ended up oh walking 1,200 meters of 1,200 meters. Did it take you like um, an hour? Like how long? Did I was out there for like 30, 40 minutes. <laughs> And then I left. Not a chance in hell oh, check would I this. do that. I left. If this was a weekday, it wouldn't be possible. But the fact that it was a weekend made it possible. So I, I you leave the track. Away, you just got away for some me time. You're like, no, it's fine. I'm gonna just gonna. <laughs> it I'm gonna was fine. I put on. I had a podcast going. I'm just out there shoveling. <laughs> and uh, out. Let the let the sun hit it for a few hours. Came back the track later, and it was like melted. It was perfect. You didn't even do it then. No. I went back home, took a shower, <laughs> ate some food, and then went back to the track. Was Sarah just like, "What the fuck are you no, doing?" No, 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 like, no. She's she's well. She's just aware. so like, used to this by she now. She can't question. These I came home. Things. I didn't tell her where I went. I came home. She's like, "Were you shoveling?" And I was like, "Yeah." <laughs> she knew. You should get like one of those, like uh, just like a tractor. Just ride ride around with it with a little plow on the front. Right. I feel like yeah. I've already been lucky with this training block up to this point with the weather. Um, I haven't had to take any of my interval sessions indoors um, just yet. So I'm going to try to keep that going. But again, like all of my high rock stuff is in the basement. That's, that's where it's going down. Um, But interval work, interval work. We're going to the track baby as, as, as unless it dumps like a foot of snow and then it's just like, nah, like that's not going to happen. Mostly for the comparative data. Like if you don't have that comparative data, will you not like you could very well be in the same fitness. Like even if it's just like, yeah, you're doing 12 by 400 and like you decide to do 12 by 400, like in your neighborhood, a little undulating, like the the response will probably be the same. Right. Mm -hmm. There's something about. Right. Like they, they might be three seconds slower per rep. And like, I don't want, that to affect my confidence. So I just like make it happen. You know, Meg, Meg how do you feel about, <clears throat> cause this is some, something that I feel like this isn't, uh, I don't know if error is the right word, but I feel like people don't repeat workouts fairly often or at mm-hmm. all in this hybrid space. It's like, what's the workout here, here, here. Ken mm-hmm. is very much on, the side of like re- repeating them progression, seeing it move throughout and you kind of blend your training, right? Like some of it is very yeah. methodical like that. It's like last week I did this, this week I did this, but some of the other stuff isn't necessarily, uh, always repeated, repeatable, like progressive. Mm-hmm. And even from like workout, like from block to block, things are moved forward certainly, but not necessarily like last time I did this, this time I did this. How right. do you like to how do how do you like to approach kind of like what Ken's saying? I think that I'm a person who obviously I, I believe in progression and I, I totally understand that repeating workouts is necessary. And I feel like I do definitely do that with my running more than anything. But I always feel like, yeah, I feel like depending on what I need to work on and focus on specifically, that's kind of where then I gear the rest of my training, if that makes sense. Um, And that's always changing because I think from race to race, you'll notice sometimes like, okay, this went really not great this time. Um, Or this, I need to, I need to, you know, focus on this specifically here because this is an opportunity for me to gain time on whoever or whatever. (laughs) 
And then I kind of gear things towards that. So that I guess is what changes for me. But I think the running for the most part is, is fairly similar, if not just like, you know, obviously the goal is to get faster. We approach it in a slightly different way, but a lot of the workouts are the same. Do you um, like to, do you like to see one, like if you did 10 by 800, you might not, you, yeah. you won't go back and look necessarily. Would you? I won't. I don't know. Yeah, like, I, I think I'm so, I think I kind of know in my head, like, all right, that's how I, I know am. last year, like last year I was probably like 545 for this. And then this year I'm like, holy shit, 530. Like I know, I, I just kind of like have the memory to know that I'm faster or better. I just, I don't, maybe I don't know specifically by how much, but like, I know I, what I worked out Your boy was at the track with, with, uh, the splits from the last time on my <laughs> phone. So every, every rep I was checking to yeah. see where like, I was at. I mean, I'm, I'm obsessed with it, man. You ever see that? Yeah. I think it was a feature on Garmin where it was like a ghost that you could, it would tell you like where you were mm-hmm. compared to like the pace of you before or something like that. So you're basically doing that. You're like, for sure. You're like 310. Oh, I just man. know, I know myself. I've done, I've done enough um, like road racing throughout my life that like, if I follow this progression of 400s and then 600, I could skip probably the 600s. I could go four to eights and then to thousands, then to, or even skip the thousands, four, eights, twelves, then miles. There's something about that progression that just gets my running to a really good place. And I also, I feel like I lost a ton of my running fitness from the Dallas doubles race with Meg until um, like a few weeks after DECA Worlds. I felt like I needed to fully restart my whole build again. I didn't, I wasn't, I didn't, I didn't feel like I maintained a ton of fitness. Had I felt like my fitness maintained through that whole thing, I probably wouldn't be doing this steady build like I am. I probably would be doing something a little bit different. Um, but because I felt like I, I took a few steps back, I needed to start from the bottom again and build, build my way back up. Yeah, that makes sense. And sometimes I think I get, <clears throat> I make a mistake, which I don't know if I'm making this mistake in training, but I will rarely like, you're basically repeating, right? Like last block crushed and I'm just going to do that again. Cause why wouldn't it crush again? Right. And that's this freaking iOS thing. Um, and that makes sense, right? Like I, I sometimes get caught up in trying to figure out what's next that I might be leaving some, some progress on the table or like not going back to things that have worked because I'm trying to like see what else, like where else we can go in training. And I think that's a lot to do with just like the nature of these races that we're doing. Mm-hmm. It's like, are we trying to unlock something? Is there something here that will just be this like next level change? And really no is the answer. Like it's just like consistent effort over time. is just going to get you better. But sometimes I think I don't, go back and like repeat the things that I know work. I've never done that really until now. This is the first time I'm like full on like repeating a training block that I've done in the past. And I think had I gone to Chicago and finished sixth and ran a 58, like I probably would be doing something completely different. Mm -hmm. But the fact that I 
ran my best performance of all time and just felt so good and dialed doing it. I was like, I'm, I'm fucking repeating this. I'm doing this again. And I'm sure there will come a point where you're going to have to change the stimulus again. Mm -hmm. Like Mm -hmm. you're not going to get the same benefit as you did the previous time. But because this is only my second time doing it, I feel like my body hasn't full. And it's been so long, right? Like it's been, it's been months and months since I've done 10 by 800. It's not like I did it two weeks ago. Right. You know, so like Mm -hmm. the stimulus feels fresh and new again. So at some point, yeah, like you're going to have to switch it up and, and do, you know, do the same workout, but tweak maybe the recovery or like whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, after popping that thing in Chicago, man, I'm like, yeah, I'm I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm just gonna redo this bad boy. And just to see you got there, there's a moment to, to find out. And it's not like, and if like, you don't get the same type of, uh, benefits as last time, there's not like this Vienna and DC race. It's not like the main race of the year. Especially no, for you guys. No. Like both of you are just like, we're, this is all gravy at this point. We're chilling. Mm-hmm. But according to Meg in her intro, I mean, I'm mediocre. Mediocre at <laughs> best. Sometimes mediocre. Meg, how's your mindset for, uh, for Vienna? How are you feeling about it? Good. Yeah. I don't know. I, I think, I think this like cool spot that I'm in is, um, I mean, I maybe have potential to sweep the year. Should I have not said that? I don't know. Knock on wood. It's just facts. So that's kind of like a, that's like a different, that's definitely obviously a different spot than I I was in last year. Um, so, so yeah, I'm just, uh, just out here. I've been really heavily focusing on my running. Um, and I've been really looking forward to doing my running workouts. Which I think probably even at this time last year, like I, I would love the feeling after, but like before when I would like look at it, I'm like, Oh yeah. You know, like, Oh my God. And now I'm just like, hell yeah. Like bring this on. And, um, I, I think I'm faster than I've ever been since starting hybrid first without a doubt. So I feel very confident, very confident and in at least, in at least the running aspect of IROX. That's at very, at the very least. Yeah. Like I'm I was, always, oh, I can't. I was telling Rich today when we were running that like physically right now, I, I feel better than I did in my lead up to Chicago. But I think mentally I'm still like, I had an edge about me going into Chicago, right? Mm-hmm. Like I needed to, I hadn't qualified for worlds yet. Like, can I even do this high rocks thing at like a super high level? Um, and now that I've done it, it's like my mentality is a little bit different in this build physically. Like Mm -hmm. I said, I'm like in a really good spot, but like, I'm still waiting like last training block, man. I'm like, I'm like watching old races, you know, like just so dialed. I'm like, I was obsessed with like getting the result that I got in Chicago. And now it's like, okay, what's, what's going to be the, what's going to be the mental edge for me going into Vienna? Um, and I don't know if it's just like the winter months right now, where you're just like, I really look at training right now as not, like, it's just a fucking task that I have to get done every mm-hmm. day. Like, I'm not even like, I'm not motivated to go do it. You know, I'm not like yeah. excited to go do it. I just do it because I know it has to be 
done. done. And then yep. the motivation piece um, will come, you know, hopefully as the race gets closer, something will, will trigger me to where like, oh, like, let's go be a killer. But right now it just yeah. kind of feels like I'm just doing the work to get myself physically in shape. And then that mm-hmm. mental piece will just hopefully just kind of like fall into place. So this is a topic that I, that we were talking about a little bit on Friday and that you posted a little video in our RMR group chat about. And for anybody listening who might be having those same like lack of motivation feelings, that is a super normal and B, it is super hard to stay this dialed in to something for the amount of time of the high rock season. Like start to finish. I mean, we're talking how many months, like eight, maybe Mm -hmm. more. And we didn't race until November. So if you're a person who's racing in August, September and qualifying for worlds, which is in June, you're, you are dialed into this type of training in some capacity for 10 out of the 12 months, probably longer. Cause we, we never really stop, right? Like we, we change things, but we're still doing stuff. Um, it's very hard to stay that dialed in. So th- this is also something that like I learned last year um, and this year, same thing. Like I'm being very selective on the races that I, that I do. And I'm going to throw that out there because I think there's a lot of people with these, you know, aspirations of being the elite and all of that. And it is so easy to burn yourself out because we're not all motivated. No one is motivated hundred percent of the time. Um, so I'm to doing just four continue, races this year. Yeah. I'm like. <laughs> doing four. I'm doing four and then worlds. I'm doing the majors and worlds. And that still um, feels that like a it. lot to me. Like that feels it, like a lot. It also feels like a lot to me. And they're all none of them are for funsies. They're all high level. There's there's with a double placing, there's money. There okay, that was fun. That was really fun. That was awesome. But other than that, like there's pressure, there's podiums, there's money on the line. There's not, none of them are like just going in and having a good time and like kicking our shoes off and seeing what's up. It's, it's all like, there's an expectation and a pressure to perform as well. So, um, I don't know. Cause I, I, I get that way as well. And I've kind of been in that same mindset too, like the last few weeks. And I know the holidays contribute, but it's like, this is the time of year where it starts to get hard to do everything that we need to be doing. Yeah, when I went so. to the track yesterday for those 800s, I I'm on my way there and I'm like I need to do something. I need to slap myself in the face. I need to I need to take a shot of caffeine or something cuz it's like, dude, you're about to go do this hard ass workout and you need to be mentally dialed for this or you're not going to hit the splits that you want to hit, you know? Um it's not like something you can just those hard workouts where you can't just put your shoes on and just expect it to get done. Like you have to be willing to like go to a place, right? Like very kind of race kind of mindset to where like you're, you're prepared to suffer, you know? Um, And I'm finding myself on those days. I'm like, I'm like showing up to them thinking that they're just going to get done. And it's like, no, like Mm -hmm. you need to, you need to tap into something right now because this is about to suck. Um. And again, it could be just like the winter, the winter months right now. Winter um, sucks, and man. we're still, we're still like five weeks away from, from Vienna. So 
Um, I'm sure as that gets closer, the you know the excitement will will kind of build. It's not right not, now. It's just it's not far away. No, no, it's coming up. It's one thing that you'll hear a lot when a lot of times like these motivational type of people is like motivation is not something to rely on, right? Because it's not, it's not always going to be there. Like it'll c- come and go. So if you're like, I'm just not motivated, I can't. And you're just sitting there like waiting for motivation. It's. You're going to be waiting for a long time. You're going to be waiting. Mm-hmm. or you're just going to be so inconsistent that you're not going to see that type of progress. So like motivation. I look at it. I look at it just like a job. You're people yeah. who go to work every day. Mo ninety five percent of people don't feel like going to work, but they go to work. Right? That's exactly how I look at my training. I don't. I don't always feel like doing it, but like I gotta go fucking do it. You know. So no. have that same mindset. You know, people who have day jobs. Like you don't feel like going to your job, but you do it because you got to pay the bills and you got to support your family. And like, it's just your habit. Your... You have to do it. You're yeah. going. Like there's You're no going. other option. Right. Like, and that's how, that's, that's what gets me through these cold, dark months is just like, it's in the routine, like taking days off. And I'm sure many people listening can relate to this. Taking days off is like hard, right? Cause it's like out of the routine of the day. And it's like, now what do I do? What do I do with mm-hmm. this time that I have? And it doesn't feel like exercising feels good too. Like training is hard, but just generally speaking, moving your body, getting your blood flowing, releases some feel goods and like you're in a better state. So when you don't have that, that's like gone. So having the habit there is really clutch for that. And sometimes, because I'm kind of feeling the same way, I can't like just like, I like training right now, but I'm not with, I don't have like this, I'm not thinking Crazy about the urge. race. Yeah, yeah, I'm not like thinking about like, sometimes I'm like, I have a bit of a chip on my shoulder. I'm a little pissed off in training. And I'm like, I'm not really like that right now. I'm kind of like, I just want to get this back in. I'm just building back up. I just want to feel good and want to be healthy. Mm-hmm. So like, do you look for, do you, because you're saying you were thinking about like, hopefully the race will kind of snap you into it. Is that generally what it is for you? It's like the competition? I think so. Yeah. Like once you get there and you're like in that environment, like you, it's sort of just like you snap into it for sure. Um, but somehow like the whole Chicago buildup, man, I was just like locked in from like start to finish. And I don't know if that's because I'm like repeating a same training block. So I know what to expect. So I don't know if that's taking some of the, I don't know, whatever out of it. Um, but I know today before we started, we both were like, ugh, like this is not going to be, not going to be fun. But like well, when we were done. Are never great. I'm never pumped no. out. I never am like, nice. 90 minutes of just zone two, sick. But I think if you have a friend in your area that is on a similar level to you, um, meeting up with them on on days that you don't really feel like doing it, I mean, that... Today's run, I was not looking forward to, but we got out there and we did 93 minutes of running together and it went by pretty quick. It did. And it got done and it was like, oh, like I feel, I feel better now. And like, I enjoyed that company, enjoyed the conversation. So I think having, and I'm somebody who trains alone, like a lot, but if you have a friend who can join you, um, man, that sure as heck makes a lot of things, a lot of things better. 
Meg, basically the whole run I was telling Ken about how banging the Barbie movie is. I watched that last night. You saw <laughs> that? I'm trying to, nice. to see it. It's 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 legit good. Uh, yeah, gotta see it. The the part that like resonates with me a ton, and and I feel this like in my core all the time is about the, the Barbie movie. Yeah, I'm hoping you're the, gonna talk about the Barbie movie right now because I'm I'm trying to. I am. Oh, nice. You are. Whole thing where she's like, we have to be strong, but then we yes. have to be soft, and we have to be. Literally, that is my entire brain all the time especially as a single parent who's trying to be an entrepreneur, who's trying to still work at the gym, who's trying to train clients online, who's trying to um, not miss my daughter's stuff to travel. And like, I've been really feeling that a lot lately. So great reference because I'm, I'm going through some mom guilt and I'm going to like kind of shift the conversation, but um, just the realities of being an athlete and someone who, you know, we're all, we're trying to have a business of our own and, you know, work for ourselves and all of that. But, um, I'm missing my daughter's birthday because of the Austria race. Hmm. Um, her birthday is like Wednesday and the race is Saturday. It's just super not ideal timing. Um, but at the same time, like I'm an athlete out here trying to make it. And this is, an opportunity to earn money at a race that we don't, you know, it's few and far between opportunities to, to make cash racing. And then, um, I'm missing a dance recital to coach the Cypress camp. And I had committed to the Cypress camp before we even got the, the, it's not, it's a competition. We got that schedule literally yesterday. I think this is totally your daughter's fault. It's her fault. <laughs> it's all her fault. <laughs> What's her birthday doing really on the week hard. of Vienna? <laughs> I know. It is really hard having, having that, to though. feel like you have to choose and feeling bad about choosing or, or what way you go. And yeah, so good reference, Rich, because I've been I've been feeling a lot like that from that Barbie movie lately. So And is that like the the in the movie, it's just like it's basically the overarching theme, right? It's like trying to find yourself where you fit in 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 terms of society and and how the the gender roles uh, kind of influence one way or another. Have you felt that as an athlete as well? Like, is there is there a part of being a female athlete that is opposed to the expectation of like or the pressure that you feel like for yourself? Um, I think. I think yes, but also I think it's it's more based maybe on my own situation specifically um, because I don't have the support at home. So I like if I'm going to do a workout in the garage, like Mila's just chilling upstairs by herself. Um, it's not covered by a partner. You know what I mean? So that's where I think sometimes for me, I'm like getting really emotional right now. That's where sometimes for me, it feels really hard pursuing all of this because as much as it's who I am and what I love and literally a part of me to my core, I do worry about the time that I'm not there. And if down the road, she'll be super like, I totally get it. I understand why you need to do, do what you need to do or like be like, yeah, you missed that recital that one time and like never forgets it for the rest of her life. You know what I mean? Right. Um, 
And I think if I think that's where like Ken, I think you're really lucky. Megita's lucky in the sense that you have someone to be able to balance things off of. Um, and so for me as a single parent, I think that that's been the hardest part about all of this. And, and when I go travel, like it's a process of me, all the things that I have to make sure are taken care of. Like she has basketball on Friday from three to seven. Like I need to make sure that she's got a ride or like that her dad can get her there because they have jobs too. Um, just coordinating all of those things is, is much harder, I think, you know, in this situation and just the, her age, you know, she's in almost nine and she's doing stuff on her, you know, her stuff too. So yeah, weird. Sorry guys. Didn't mean to get you're all. still like so much in her life though. Like there's so many yeah. parents out there who send their kid to daycare or to a babysitter then they go do their thing and then basically someone else is like raising their kid while they go off and do their job and their hobbies or whatever but you're still like heavily involved like into your For sure. daughter's I think it's life just, i think it's just like th- this is one thing that i've been thinking about lately and that i've said to other people and um when you're trying to achieve something and and it, can, it no matter what it is, if you're trying to see achieve something great or be great at something, life is not balanced. It's just not. Mm. It's just not possible. Like or or you just will never get there. You have to put so much emphasis and time and energy, and all those eggs have to go into that one basket, or you will never probably achieve that. Um, and that's kind of like where I go back and forth in my head sometimes, like, of course I would never change the path that I'm on. Um, that's where the mom guilt comes in. Cause mm. it's like, wow, you know, I'm really putting everything into this one thing. And what are the implications of, of for the rest of my life, you know, outside of that one thing? Does that make sense? It does. And this could <clears throat> kind of parlay back to the gender roles piece as well whereas men who are generally uh looked at as like the breadwinner or they're going to go out and pursue like a dream or pursue like a career um and like in this this kind of like how our generation is is it's leveling much more than what it was and the examples that we've seen so like sounds like you're just kind of grappling <laughs> like you have to do it all yeah right you have to exactly. be the bread breadwinner you have to be the one that that is being an example of someone pursuing their dreams while also being like the caretaker yeah and it's it's one of those things where i think like i've always worn many hats always like that's just kind of the nature of who i am but it is really hard like it is hard trying to to be all of it the mom the athlete the coach the the, the friend to everybody, the leader of workouts for everybody, the leader, you know, all of that. It's, it is really difficult at times. You'll learn to say no. <laughs> learn to say no I to people. Been. I've Four, been getting much better about that. Nice. Four no's yeah. every yes. Five no's every yes. <laughs> Something like that. Something yeah. like that. I get that guilt though. We don't have to dwell on this anymore but like i mean yesterday for sat wednesdays and saturdays are kind of like my hardest more most time consuming days for training and like yesterday i was gone in the morning for a couple hours away from basin and and sarah came home and he i got like 20 minutes with him then he went down for his nap 
and then woke up from his nap and I had like a little bit of time with him. Then I had to go down in the basement and do like another workout. And then like, next thing you know, it's like dinner time and he's going to bed and I'm like, damn, dude, I've like spent like two hours with my freaking kid today, you know? Yeah. And it's like, and I sort of feel those days when I'm not with him a lot. We, I feel like disconnected from him. Like the bond isn't as strong hmm. as it is on days where we like, we're hanging out like a lot. And I don't like that feeling. It doesn't, it doesn't feel good when I like, don't feel as like connected to my son, you know? Um, but at, again, like it's, I, I think it's, I think ultimately if you are a parent in this situation, like I think at the end of the day, like your kids will appreciate what you were doing and they're gonna like you're gonna be their hero you know yeah. like you're you're they're gonna see all of those high rocks banners that you have you know i've got all mine like in my in my basement um he's gonna see all the big giant checks and he's one like one day he's gonna be like dude i want to be i want to be like daddy and yeah mila's gonna be like i'm i'm gonna be better than mommy or something, you know, like they're going to look up to us, man. Like we're their, we're their superhero. And sure. We like take time away from our kids to like do this, but like what parent kind of isn't doing that, you know, like it's just kind of, kind of how it is. You know, we wish we could spend every hour of every day with our kids, but the reality is, is like, we would just become stagnant and like not evolve as a, mm -hmm. as a human, you know, so, um, the guilt it's, is for real, but like, you know, it's just, it is what it is. It's definitely made the whole journey of everything that we've done, even us together. It makes it mean more to me for sure, because it's sometimes taking time away or traveling, taking time away and all of that. So for me, like, and, and, and I don't mean this in like the sense of, I feel more pressure because of that. It just like, I'm more excited to perform at my, like at that level because it means more. Mm. I right. You're like, I didn't just, like, to me. you know, take like, away if it was just time. Me, I'd be like, meh, like it's a fun mm -hmm. race. Let's go. And like, I think it's like, I'm it's business. Like this is right. business. This is serious. And if you get in the way of my business, I'm pissed about it. You like if I, I got to be away from my kid, I'm going to destroy everyone. Exa exactly. You know? That's yeah. exactly how I feel. And I think that put a big, for me coming into this season, I had a huge chip on my shoulder because I was not happy about how I performed last season at the end. And then there was like a couple random things that happened over the summer. I wasn't thrilled about. And, uh, it just kind of put that chip on my shoulder. Like no one's getting in my way for my kid, you know, or whatever. There was a, a reoccurring guest I had on a reinforced running podcast, Tim Silvestri. He has this concept of like, of motivation, like same idea, like motivation. It's like not real, like it'll come and go. But if you can tie like a goal to something outside of, of yourself, that that becomes way stronger because mm -hmm. maybe like you said, if it's just, he's like, I want to do well for me because I want to see where my full potential is or whatever, or, or I'm just a competitive person and I want to win. And like, you can let that go. But if you're there right. to be like an example for your kid to like spread awareness for some cause or for whatever, like those are the things that will be much harder 
to like shed in the moments when things get challenging in training and in the race, right? Where yeah. it's just yourself, you can let yourself off the hook. Like, eh. Yes. Like, I'll get them next time. But when that's not right. an option, it makes the, the, the motivation to perform much, much greater. Yeah. No, I definitely agree with that for sure. First, right. you gotta have a, you gotta have a kid, bro. I gotta get, yeah. you gotta, you yeah. gotta get on this conversation. <laughs> that's 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 what's gonna make. Uh, He's doing it for Carl. Me and the little dog. I think I think Kent has cried on the podcast twice. Meg, this is your okay. first time. I'm at zero. <laughs> so maybe by the time uh, if I get a kid that rolls around, we can just come on here and just. Sob you did up. say you cried like twice during the Barbie movie. Though. I cried three times. Three times. I was. Aww. I was all up in my feels Damn, last night, dude. It's a good movie, man. I love that because usually Ken and I, out of the three of us, like we're like the emotional ones, <laughs> and then Rich is like the sounding board, like the sound of reason, the logical. I ain't, I ain't crying on this podcast. <laughs> Shit ain't gonna happen. So I kind of love that. I wish I saw it a little. I just like sit there and like just don't wipe one the tear. I don't wipe it away either, just so I can't. It's not like a tell. <laughs> I was like, no, I'm just gonna deal with this. <laughs> Love that. Uh, what else we got? Now let's bring it back around to the positive side of things. Um, we got that. Uh, we have a challenge coming up. We do. For the RMR crew. Members of the training app. Next week, we're going to launch something. We're going to tease it out a little bit. Rower, ski, assault bike, wall balls. It's a dandy of a workout. It is such a day, so intimidating that Kent won't even think about doing it. Won't even consider it. I came up with the name, though. You did, you did come up with the banging name. Kent's the idea guy. So that would be cool coming out the, to be on the after that. We're we going to lock. A ton of great prizes we're giving away. Again, you got to be a member of the RMR community. Um, so if you want to win some prizes, join the community. We've got, we're going to be giving away. Some endorphin pros. Oh shit! Some ten thousand gear. Ten thousand swag. Um, what else we got? We got, we got some, some some equipment. We got some strength training equipment from Go Ruck. Did you guys see Go Ruck is the uh, official sponsor of uh, CrossFit? Everything's gonna be just like okay. The workout's Grace with a ruck on. Like sick. All right, now Fran with a ruck on. Like sick. Great. Literally, it'll be interesting to see how this plays out. Like, I'm they seem to be a good company, Meg. You've, you've worked with them and you seem to like them, right? Yeah, but is it just going to influence the entire CrossFit games? Like, is it all going to be ruck games now? Like, that's what I'm worried about. Where, like, a yeah. footwear, apparel, footwear and apparel sponsor is not going to be all up in the, in the competition. I mean, they're definitely going to have to do some weight vest challenges. There's, yeah, it's going to be weight vest and ruck. And there's going to be a couple. They did that thing last year and the semifinals where they had to do muscle ups with the uh, ruck on and people were tearing their pecs. It happened to, like two or three people. It's like, that shit is yeah. dangerous. So the women's weight in that was like 30 pounds. That's wild. And to not have it be like, I couldn't like, believe that evenly distributed, like have it on your back and like come across. Right. But we got some go ruck stuff. We got some tier footwear. Oh yeah, that's right. That's right. Power lift cases, resolute coffee, gift packs. Lots of cool stuff. So be be on the lookout for that. We're gonna lock down our camp dates here, the Lions camp yes. date in hopefully the next week or two. 
So we'll have those out for you um, and give you an opportunity to kind of plan your summer if you do care to join us here in Colorado. Ken and Meg, you guys are going to... Is this official? Can we announce the... Cyprus. Yeah. Yeah. We will be uh, in Cyprus uh, the last month of March. We will the be joining um, Lucas and his team out there putting on... What are the camps called? Do they have a name? I think they're just called athletic camp. Athletic, athletic camps. Camp. Yeah. Um, and these these things are huge, man. They get they get like 30, 40, 50 people out here um for these things and uh it's gonna be a good time it's gonna be a hell of a trip to get there but once we're there it's gonna be a good time are you looking it up where cyprus is i am i am it's in the mediterranean somewhere yeah it's like off the coast of it's syria in i think greece maybe yeah lebanon it's just uh it's like north of israel this is yeah. This is just like yeah, yeah. Greece is a bit of a haul. Okay, this is, this is like a little a, wrong on that. Turkey, south of Turkey. Yeah, if you so are interested in those, if you if you want to go do those, um, I think one week is going to be a German speaking week, and then the week that Meg and I are there is an English speaking week. Um, if you need more information on these camps. Um, I don't know the website, but just go to Lucas Storath, go to his Instagram. I'm sure he's got a link in his bio. Check it out. Sign up. I'm I'm sure we'll be posting stuff too yeah. and stories here pretty soon. Yeah, that, so. was sol- that was solid, dude. So if you want more information, I don't have it for I you. I don't have it. <laughs> That's right. Figure it out on your own. <laughs> he's like, I'm just. We're still up. not. We're we. Yeah. I don't know where I'm going. I'm just showing up there place called cyprus I, I really did not know where this place was until until these camp situations popped up and i'm like yeah Whoa, out there for us for us it's a haul but if you're in europe i think it's pretty i don't think it's that difficult mm-hmm. to get to so no they have like direct flights from like london or something oh that's yeah. great that's great that's, that's what like, we're gonna have to do is i mm-hmm. think fly into london and then get a flight from london there so it's gonna be fun, man. We just got tons of fun. tons of opportunities going on right now in the the hybrid space. It's it's cool to to be a part of it right now because it seems like it's on like an upward trajectory right now, and there's like no sign of it coming back down anytime soon. Check out the RMR training app. Check out the Run program specifically for High Rocks athletes. There's all the other stuff we got going on. A lot of fun stuff. Check us out on Instagram. Follow us all. Podcast. Subscribe. Share. Do the whole deal. Drink power. Yeah. And that's all. I don't know. Wear 10,000. Wear 10,000. Although their website's getting thin. It's getting thin out there. It's popular stuff, man. It's selling. Mm-hmm. It's selling. All right. That'll wrap us up. All right. We'll see you next week. Yeah.